So hello, this is Wayne Highlander, uh, National Sales Manager, Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. And today's a special uh, podcast. Uh, we have a special guest on today. Uh, today we are speaking with uh, Brett Miller of the NWFA. Good morning, Brett. Good morning. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I'm, I'm honored to be uh, asked to be on your on your podcast. As you should. Um, today we are going to talk about continuing, continuing education, but before we do, Brett, what, why don't you tell us what your full title is at the NWFA? My title, I'm vice president of technical standards, training and certification. It's a long title. Vice president. I know. What's your, Wayne, Wayne, what's your title? Uh, National, National sales, sales manager. manager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think Brett might have you beat there. Vice oh, president. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's a um, vice president. I, I, a lot of people don't know that uh, at one time, <laughs> all three of us all worked together in another world. Uh, uh, Brett Miller and uh, myself and Rob Johnson uh, worked together for, I don't know, three years or so. Yeah, I think so. And uh, before you went to the NWFA, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, how long have you been in this role now, Brett? I've been with the NWFA for just over seven years now. So, uh, Brett, I've known you for a long time, and uh, I uh, have a tremendous amount of respect for you. I, I remember you when you uh, got this role at the NWFA, and uh, I think you are just a, a, a great ambassador to the wood flooring industry and uh, could not be more happy for your success. Well, so, I appreciate um, it. No, I appreciate it. I, I yeah. feel honored yeah. to even have the opportunity to be, to, to take this position and, and be a part of this trade that's treated me so well. So what is, uh, what, what, what exactly do you do in this role? I know you, are you still involved with training? Yes. So I guess it, it varies day to day. I mean, I, I, I'm in charge of, we'll start with technical standards. I am spearheading the way of, of rewriting all of our tech standards, making sure everything's updated and current. Um, we just finished the installation guidelines rewrite. Um, last year we did problems, causes, and cures. We did you know, moisture and wood, sand and finish guidelines, ornamental floors. Next up uh, this year, my task on the tech standard side is our wood species book, which is um, going to be a fun rewrite. So that takes a ton of my time, just focusing in, doing the research, finding the right people to help from the expertise side to help us write it so that it's not, uh, and I'll tell you, my my objective with standards has been, let's get away from the nine people sitting in a room from our industry writing standards for our industry, and let's lean on outside industry to make sure that what we have coincides with other building trades and make sure everybody's on the same page. Hey. Hey, Brett, you remember when we all worked together, you, me, and Wayne? I do, like it was yesterday. You remember You remember that? You remember those conversations you and I used to have about Wayne? Like, you know, we didn't know if he was going to make it or, <laughs> you know, kind of worried about him. And uh, aren't you proud of what he's turned into? I mean, I, I'm i blown away by it. But, I, you know, I remember those conversations you and I, I you know, we had many I of do. them about Wayne. <laughs> I do. Matter of fact, I think yeah. Wayne and I both started – you know, we, we jumped out of uh, the trade being on our knees, got into the uh, manufacturer's position on the same day. I think we were both hired at the same time and came into this industry. And yeah, I remember 
thinking to myself, man. Yeah, I, you remember those conversations we had at you know dinners and stuff about. I just don't think he has what it takes. <laughs> and I, I doubt he's going to make it. That's right. And look at what he's accomplished. It it's impressive. I'm going to give him a belt. You know, he's going to get a belt. It's for impressive. That. They did. They didn't know that Einstein was a genius till many years later. <laughs> you should have spotted the greatness back then. Um, but you, um, I know with training, uh, Brett, you and I have actually been in some training class together in uh, some of your schools, and uh, I know you must have seen a thousand contractors come through your schools. Um. Never seen any better than me. <laughs> I've seen a lot of good ones, but man, you do hold the cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to talk a lot about training, uh, but before we do, because I don't want to forget this, this is important. I love the NWFA convention. I look forward to it every year. And um, uh, it's, you know, it's a great time. For, I love the NWFA convention for a lot of reasons. You know, it, it, there's a lot of information there. Gosh, the information there is incredible now. Um then also to see the new products. But beyond that, just to see just the camaraderie and getting together with all the guys. When it, When is the convention this yeah, year, Yeah, so the convention this year is April 28th through the 30th up in Milwaukee. Um, we're really excited about the place where we're at. It's it's downtown Milwaukee. And if you haven't been to Milwaukee recently, it's, it's um, an up-and-coming city. They've really done a lot to that city to make it appealing to, to go as long as it's not in the middle of wintertime. But our opening show, opening ceremony is going to be at the Harley Museum, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but it's going to, yeah, I'll tell you, from an education perspective, we've put together quite the lineup. Symposium, we've got some, we've broken it into two pieces, one being master craftsman training, where we've got a lot of our regional instructors teaching a lot of the skill sets necessary to earn master craftsman certification. Then on the other side, we've got the wood science piece where we're going to have our, our moisture meter manufacturers talking about moisture testing, OSB and engineered floors. We've got uh, some scientists coming in, Alex Wiedenhoft and Sam Glass from Forest Products Lab. And then we've got Guillermo Viarde from North Carolina State, all of who are going to be talking about um, a variety of scientific elements of wood and engineered wood, solid and engineered wood. So uh, we're expecting Great feedback and a great presentation by each one of these. Um, are you are you going to have a separate booth for that one guy that can look at a concrete ta- a slab and tell you by looking at it that it's dry? <laughs> and uh, and also the same guy that can tell you that he's he can actually smell the slab and see if yeah, there's moisture no, in it? I, I don't know that we're going to uh, be inviting him this year, but I've heard about his, uh, his spiel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So education. Um, uh, you know, ongoing education and, and certificates and that kind of stuff. So, uh, what, uh, I, and you know, Rob's into training too, as on our side of the business. And uh, so, uh, what can we, what can you tell us about where you guys well, are headed with training? Right that's now? a good question. And this is the thing. Um, I think probably all three of us got off, got out of this trade off of our knees and came into this side of the industry. This side meaning we're trainers, and that's probably the common ground. It's the easiest place for somebody my opinion, who has been out there and and installed floors and finished floors for a living to step into the training role because we're just speaking the language that we all know and we're speaking to peers. So 
I, hey, I, uh, everybody, Brett, Brett's wrong. It's not easy at all. It's, it's probably the most difficult thing out there. So I got to really disagree with you there, Brett, because if, if I don't, we're going to have everybody wanting our jobs here. So you, you got to tell everybody how incredibly hard it is. We might be paying you too much, Rob. <laughs> of course, of course. No, the thing is, that's the key with training. And that was, that is, has been my objective since coming over here and working through our training programs to make sure what we put together is spoken by contractors to contractors about what we do every day. And through our tech standards and everything that our training is based on, we've made adjustments to ensure that it, it accommodates different styles and different methods. So some of the things that we've done different this year, aside from just updating our training programs to accommodate our new guidelines, really to focus in a little bit more on some of the, the key elements of the process. Through the finishing side, um, we have everything from the basic level through the intermediate level, which, which goes from an introduction to the industry to really diving into the, the, the key elements of proper sanding process and finish application. But also, you know, going a little bit further into some of the different uh, stains and colorants and the reactive conditioners that we see more and more today. Um, one of the things that we're going to be focusing on at our show and, and at a lot of our schools this year are the new trend with some of this, the, the brushed floors, the wire brushed floors. And I know um, from the, manu the flooring manufacturing side, they've been producing some wire brushed flooring that's gone out into the industry and has really made some waves. But a new game changer for our trade is, is the ability for the contractor to go out and replicate a wire brushed look on a wood floor, actually tearing out that soft grain of the wood using the equipment that does stuff like what you guys have pulled out and, and we're seeing some others in the industry. It really does up the game for the contractor to be able to offer the, con the consumer something that is, is, is in desire right now. Um, but it also opens up some elements of potential concern and that's you, know, you start digging into soft grain of wood and creating a wire brush look. Um, we were just doing some training last week and we got into a big discussion about that liability that the contractor exposes himself to um, of, of creating splinters in a floor and not really taking that into account when selling the job. So there, there's a trying to follow trend and, and teaching using a lot of the new tools and technology that's out there is, is one of the keys to what we're doing new this year. Every, every contractor on January 1st starts out the same. Um, and all we have is, is our time. That's our most valuable asset. And how we use that time um, could be the difference at the end of the year uh, on a successful year or not. And um, I just think by going to these schools too and learning different techniques and how to streamline your what you do and get better at what you do and, and get your skills better, and uh, it's just money in the bank to me. And, and, and the thing about it is people will say, well, I took, I took a week out of this year to go to a training. You know, how does it pay off? Well, it doesn't pay off for just this year or this week or this month. It's the, the, the life of your career. Uh, and I just think the, 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 the training is so important. Uh, and and um, I know you guys do a great job and Rob, Rob does a great job with, our, with Bona and the training as well. So, no, I, I think it's an investment in yourself and your company. And I'm, I'm, I, and I'm glad that, uh, that, that it's such a big part of the NWFA. You know, if you don't mind, I just like to jump in, and that's such a great point. I think, for me as a contractor, um, it was 
it was the day that light switch turned on. It was a game changer for me and our business. From out in, when we were out in Colorado, we ran a, a, a pretty strong business. And, you know, just like everybody who's out there and you hear it time and time again today, you know, through social media or just through conversation, you know, we were cocky. We knew it all. We knew what we knew. And how dare anybody tell me that I knew anything that was that was wrong. We were making money. We were doing well. But it wasn't until my brother and I opened up our business and decided to invest in becoming NWFA members and going to an actual school that that light turned on. And I realized how much of an idiot I really was. I thought I knew it all, but what I was doing and would take me two to three days to complete a project, you know, and, and a good example of that, we would do some border work. We would do little area rugs, you know, in a dining room under a table and do some really fancy stuff, but it would take us a lot of time. We're cutting every piece around every board and it, we were so meticulous with every cut. Then I came to a school and, and was introduced to track saws and, and how to actually cut something in, groove it. And what would take me an entire day to do, and just by the nature of the beast, would have little fit flaws here or there and wasn't what I would consider to be perfect. I was taught at a school how to do something just about perfect in about 10 minutes in comparison to an entire day. Um, the camaraderie, meeting people and hearing about techniques like that, to me, I mean, it just, it opened the floodgates for me. And that's what really brought me into discovering the importance of what training is all about. I think, uh, I think too, uh, your attitude towards training and being an ex-contractor, I, I think is, is uh, you know, reverberates through the NWFA right now. I mean, if you look at the trainers that you guys have, I mean, uh, these guys, a lot of these guys are giving of their own time and, and, um, and they're so humble and, and generous. I mean, you know, you've got Ben Tata right now and John John Namba and Ron Zimmerman and Jason Elquist, Lenny Hall, John Alfords, another stud, Michael Dittmer, just some of the best guys in the country. And they are so giving of their time. And um, uh, it's actually humbling being, being around these guys. And uh, I think it's fantastic for the industry. They are great. I mean, each one of these instructors, they, I think it's a, a misnomer that these guys are doing it for the money and they're doing it for the, you know, the, the, the accolades that they get, but that's as far from the truth as you could get. They, we, they do get paid, but they get paid just the, what we can determine as a, as a break even point. Um, I mean, our training historically has always been working in the red, you know, we've worked backwards. We've never, our training programs have never been out there to make money for the industry. It's just been fulfilling our mission as a trade organization. And to have these guys out there um, taking away time from, you know, their own jobs, their own businesses to come and teach is, is great. And yeah, you're right. Couldn't think of or ask for um, higher quality instructors out there than the guys we got. So I'm going to ask Rob Johnson. I mean, you know, Rob, you do a lot of training and you see, you see the gambit of, of all kinds of guys coming in there. What's, what's the big, biggest satisfaction you take away from these guys? I know you always say that your goal when everybody comes to a school is when they leave, they come away with a couple tools where they can make more money. Well, I guess you just answered my question, so I won't say anything, but I'll give you a bell for that. <laughs> I want to jump back to what, <laughs> that wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the only thing. There's that. That's 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 it. There's Just make be money, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, 
I'd love the camaraderie and all that stuff, but I, I think what uh, I want to jump back a little to what Brett was talking about with, with wire brushing. And I think that's what we do a good job at our schools with. And that's what I want guys to walk away with is thinking outside of the box. I mean, if you can, you know, wire brushing is the new fad. You know, we went through all sorts of phases and fads of white floors, distressed floors, hand scrape. Well, you know, now the now the shiny object is wire brushing. And one thing that we really preach at the schools is the first people to get involved with this are the people who are going to make a lot of money at it. You know, it's like the first people who got involved with dust containment. They were the guys who were charging an extra buck, buck and a half a foot. So the first guys who get in involved with the wire brushing system or whatever trend or fad is coming down the road, those are the guys who are going to make money. And the way they're going to figure it out is to come to one of these trainings. Uh, I mean, with the bone of power drive and a set of weights and the wire brush kit, it's absolutely amazing what we can do to a floor. But... You know, Brett talked about, you know, it used to take him three days and now he can do that in 10 minutes with the track saw. But well, that, that's the same exact thing that you're going to get with the power drive weight kit and the wire brushes. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, before you can only get that look at a, in a pre-finished floor at a, at a real high dollar, uh, you know, $15 square foot, some of these floors and that, uh, you know, they're wire brushed and serused and, and, you know, the spectacular floors in, in retail stores. And now to be able to take a floor that was installed in the seventies and still has that seventies look and bring it up to 2020. I mean, man, pretty cool. The other and thing just, that I love about the schools is when we give the student that wow moment, when you actually hear him say, Holy crap. Or, wow. That's amazing. You, I love that. When I hear that, you know, I, I know that we hit a home run with what we're teaching them and showing them. That's what I was looking for. I, I, I just was trying to draw that out of you. Here you go. Well, I'm not going to give it all up. You know, I'm not easy. Yeah. You, you're going to have yeah. to work a little bit, man. <laughs> Apparently more than I thought. A lot okay. more. I could 100% agree. To me, one of the most validating parts of teaching a school is when you've got a veteran there who's been in this industry for 20 or 30 or 40 years. And every time it happens, they'll sit there at the beginning of the class, introductions, their arms crossed, they're sitting back, they know it all, you know, they might be forced to be there, they might be very skeptical that, you know, this this guy at the front of the room is going to teach me anything, but when that aha moment happens, and they come up, and they actually make a point to come up and say, man, I learned something, to me, that's what it's all about, I, I love the ability, and, and honestly, that's how everybody should be, um, because we're all learning, I was just talking to a guy, we've got a school going on this week, and one of the instructors that's out there, volunteer instructors, came up and said, man, it's even at this basic level school, I know I'm going to walk away learning something, whether it's a trick or whether it's just a comment that somebody makes, going to make me a better floor guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I was in a class uh, one time in Nashville and uh, we had a guy, you know, I was, was getting up in years and uh, we were, everybody's introducing themselves and what have you. And, and he said, you know, I'm not your guy. I'm, I'm here with the younger kids, but uh, you know, I'm kind of the tail end of my career. And uh, so I'm probably not your, you know, your customer, but yeah, but looking forward to the class anyhow. And uh, when that class was over, the distributor called me uh, a few days later and said that the guy bought two sanders, two power drives, 
and two vacuum cleaners after the class. And, uh, and, and, you know, I talked to him quite often after that and, and, you know, the dust containment has really changed his life on a job and something that he just, you know, said, ah, at this point in my career, what do I really need this for? And uh, it's kind of given him a new life, uh, kind of a new lease on life, if you will. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I, um, again, I'm a huge fan of the training. So let me ask you, Brett, what, how does a guy, how does a guy find the classes? I know you got a great trainer. Is Chell still doing training for you in the, yeah, in the Chell's Canada? still doing stuff up in Vancouver. Matter of fact, almost any school we do in Canada, Chell goes over to, he's, he's, uh, multilingual up there. Um, but yeah, Chell's great up there too. Yeah. Uh, we, the, we got the Canadian guys. I've said it before. Um, uh, there, there's some great Canadian floor contractors, man. I mean, stud really, really good, 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 solid contractors up there. And they, they do a good job of attending schools and classes and traveling to the NWFA. Um, it's always great to see the guys from Canada come down and, uh, it's, uh, they always, it really is. And Chell's carved out a pretty nice niche there in the Vancouver market at the Carpenters training center where they, I mean, as long as it's coordinated in advance, they open up their facility for training and it it, it has been instrumental on the West coast of Canada. But not only that, and, and I would completely agree with you going over to Toronto, um, even over into Quebec area, Montreal, there's, there's, always so much camaraderie so many good guys that are coming through that training and they seem to be starving for it uh it's got to be gratifying brett and i've seen it myself where you see a a guy start out and he's at the a basic class and then maybe a few years later you see him at the at the uh, the next the next level class and then he's at the master craftsman class and then you know at the expert class and kind of see him work their way through and really get into it and uh, and then you get to see on Instagram a lot of the work these guys are doing that uh, that the, some of the skills and disciplines that they got out of the uh, and here's the thing too man and Rob Rob touched on on you know uh, making more money gosh it, for you don't have to do that many more things on a job to really set yourself apart and make more money that some of these things that I've learned at the NWFA schools and some of the Rob schools that um, with just a few things, you can customize a job and really kind of uh, set yourself apart from everybody else and make Man, more money. That's, that's, that is what it's all about. And Rob, I'm glad you brought that up earlier because that is the point. I mean, that's guys, guys don't come to schools because, well, I guess some do just because they want to get better or learn the trade, you know, like you just mentioned, Wayne, starting from basic and going all the way through. But at the end of the day, I, I often feel like schools are there as a teacher, I feel like a lot of times we're just preaching to the choir. We're preaching to those people that do want to learn, the people that do want to up their game and make more money. Um, learning and what what is taught and what the skills are that people can walk away with, whether it's buying a new piece of equipment, um, whether it's learning a new craft or something new about the trade, it's all there to make somebody more money. But you know, I was talking to a guy a couple of weeks ago and he was pretty upset, you know, talking about how the, uh, the, the bottom of the line, he, he keeps fighting his way down to the bottom and barely, you know, competing against other guys that undercut him in price. And he's buying this cheap wood and the wood's not performing the way he wishes it would. And, you know, that's the game where people don't excel. That's the game that is so easy to get stuck in. And I think I always think back to, when I was in Denver getting on a, an on-ramp onto the highway down, it was right out of Colorado Springs. And there was a little 
sign on the side of the road that said install Santa finish for a buck 50 a square foot. And it, it almost made me sick. I think it did make me sick to see that that's how cheap the industry was. And this was 20 years ago, but to see how cheap the industry was and even fast forward 20 years, there's still guys doing it for the same price today. And it, it just, it's sickening to know that that's the bottom of the barrel. But to your point, to make money, that's not where you do it. To make money, you step up your game, you invest in education, you invest in qualifying yourself and step out of that rat race. And I guarantee there's a market up there for the people that do. It's, it may not be the race to the bottom and it might not be the majority, but there's a market for it. And if you can up your game by, or your price by 20, 30, 50%, um, you have to do that much less work to make the same amount of money and you get to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I, I was helping Rob one time at the, in a, a, one of the schools, put stuff into his trunk and he had a bunch of those signs <laughs> in the back of his trunk. He was putting on telephone poles. Look, I, 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 I'm trying to get both sides of the business. You know what I mean? We have a low end company and then the, the high end company. Hey, okay. uh, you know, it's just us. There's nobody really listening to this, Brett. So who, who's the best trainer you ever met? <laughs> it's just us. No, nobody I, I else is listening. Don't worry no, about I, it. I, I will be honest. You know, I, I learned so much about training from you, Rob, um, coming into this industry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can also say that I, I completely respect and appreciate Wayne, as a trainer, I've taught alongside with Wayne in the past. And I mean, the, the command that you respect, the respect that you command out there is huge. So I, I appreciate both of you guys as trainers. You broke up a little bit on that last part. Could you repeat that? Okay. So, Brett, uh, a couple questions for you. One is, can you tell me about the certifications that you guys offer and where is your training? I know you guys have the place in Chesterfield, Missouri, but... Um, can you touch on maybe there's other locations and how the how do the uh, the uh, certification program works? Yeah, so headquarters is here in Chesterfield, Missouri, and we do about ten to twelve schools here a year. Um, everything from basic installation and basic standing and finishing all the way up through the uh, advanced craftsman, master craftsman type schools, and then the inspector schools. Um, but yeah, you're right. We do schools all across the country. We do schools. Um, Coast to coast, we do schools in Canada and down in Mexico. Um, so I, the beauty of those schools, I think, is that we're we're doing those schools at our members' facilities, whether it's manufacturer or distributor or even a contractor that has the space and the ability to host a school. Um, we're trying to get into markets that we're, we haven't reached in the past. And we're doing about 50 schools, give or take, a year. Um, so that that has become really the basis for what we're bringing our training on the road. Um, and where, where can the, 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 where can they find these schools at Brett? You can get, uh, I mean, on our website, woodfloors.org or nwfa.org. We've got them all listed on there. Um, we also send out, you know, our marketing department does a great job of sending out all the emails and e-blasts with, with the information on where the training is. The other thing is go to your local distributor um, you can find it in Hardwood Floors Magazine. You can find the schedule. Uh, a lot of distributors support these schools and actually publish something up on their desk. So when you're there purchasing what you need to purchase, 
you can take a look at what they've got up there too. Are you, are you getting a lot of guys from uh, from out of the country into your schools? It's funny, we do. We get a lot of people from all over the world. Um, we've had people in inspector schools and in our training schools from Asia. We've had people come in from all over Europe, um, people coming in from Africa, from Australia, um, probably just about every continent you can think of. We get people coming in all over the place. And matter of fact, we just put together a, specialized training program through our university for a couple companies out in the UK. And, you know, translation was the the one challenge that we have to deal with anytime we do anything overseas, but UK obviously was a pretty easy translation. And for a lot of people that don't know this, uh, for for our guests that are for the the NWFA that are outside the country uh, are welcome to stay at Brett's house. (laughs) Which is, I'll give you the address now. If you have your pencils. Yeah, we, we open up our house to everything. You have to answer to my wife. I don't know how happy she'll be, yes. but I'm. Uh, yeah, I'll give her. I'll give her your address and phone number to to deal with you, Wayne. Sure. Thank. Um, so certificates. Uh, how do you work your way up through those so certificates? Our certification programs have been around for quite a while. Um, to be honest, we went through when I first came in. One of the first tasks I had was to. To, to ensure that all of our certification programs were more than just a pay-to-play type certification, which do exist out there. Um, we wanted to make sure that those that carry our certifications are proud of earning those certifications. And, and on the same note, if they fail taking a test, they appreciate why they failed and they want to get back on the horse and try it again. So the certifications we offer include install, installer certification, sand and finisher certification, uh, sales advisor certification, inspector certification, and then two years ago we launched the uh, certified craftsman and certified master craftsman certifications. Um, all of those, with the exception of sales advisor, require hands-on training. They require uh, online training, and they require taking a hands-on physical test to go through and see if you qualify. Um, our certifications are really the basis behind us qualifying somebody within our industry. One of the things that in about two years ago, we, um, we had been working on developing an apprenticeship program through the U.S. Department of Labor. And we, we were able to finally achieve earning this apprenticeship. We pulled together an apprenticeship registered through the U.S. DOL. And within that apprenticeship, we're able to tie in our training and our certification programs. So they're all ingrained into this apprenticeship. What that means is for somebody who goes through the apprenticeship, and that could be a young kid out of, out of high school or going into Votech school or a, a veteran coming out of the military or anybody who goes through, wants to become a wood floor specialist, at the end of earning this apprenticeship, they have the ability to earn certification. They can become a certified installer and Santa finisher through this program. To us, that validated the certification because then at the end of the apprenticeship, they'll earn a government certificate through the DOL saying that they're an official wood floor specialist. They'll also have the ability to take the hands-on test through us and become certified install Santa finishers. Uh, Brett, I I think you misunderstood Wayne's question. He was uh, trying to lead you down a different path. So I'll, I'll give it up to Wayne because I know this is where he was heading. Because Wayne, 
first, he's always going to tell you how much he can bench, how much <laughs> weightlifting he does. But that's ridiculous. Come on, Wayne, tell us what's your rank. What? What's your rank at the NWFA? Oh no! What? Oh <laughs> yeah! Come on! What is it? Listen, I, that's ridiculous. Oh, okay. Hold on. Come on. Uh, you, as you can imagine, a man of my stature has won many awards and certificates throughout my lifetime. Of course. Let's let's hear but it. The certified master craftsman is probably the one that I cherish the most. Yes, of course. I've I've uh, I've uh, I'm a say it. Many beyond that. Come on, say it. What uh, are you? I can't. Uh, what is the <laughs> other one? <laughs> what is that one? Uh, Come what's on! Another word. Stop the pretending. <laughs> you know what it is. God, you 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 had it tattooed. I'll let him struggle. Something about giving back to the industry. What is that one? Oh God! Vanguard. Your Vanguard. No, that's what yes, I am. Yes. No, I've got that one. Yeah. I got that one, and he loves to say that. <laughs> oh, is that all you got? You you didn't get the ambassador. Oh, that's right. I'm that too. I think uh, the no. amb- <laughs> ambassador. Oh, he thinks. Yeah. Okay. Listen. There's you, times uh, he makes me call him Ambassador Highlander. We're out to dinner or something. You have a table for Ambassador Highlander, and wow, you, you wouldn't believe everybody's hop skipping and jumping around. <laughs> Tables come. It's, I don't doubt that. He gets free pie. Uh, he gets free pie when he tells people <laughs> he's Ambassador Highlander. All right. Listen, can you imagine starting out at 22 years old and going through each one of these classes, including the inspector's class? Uh, of all the classes I've been to, Brad, I, I've, I was at the inspector's class. Now, at the time, I had no desire to become an inspector. I was uh, I was uh, a rep at that time, and I thought, you know, I'll, I want to take this class it could, just for my own knowledge and if it could help one of my customers. And, and when I left that class, um, I thought to myself, Everybody in this trade should be at this class. Uh, I mean, it's it is. I mean, uh, the expert class. All the other classes are fantastic classes, but that that inspector class, even though I had no desire to become an inspector, was hands down. So here's the one best thing class that we I've did. One of the differences that we've made recently. Um, and you're right. To me, that was the open the game changer for me as well. Um, and I ended up becoming a certified inspector, and and it's a whole different path in our trade. But one thing that we did in order to not take away from those people that are there to learn how to be inspectors, we've, we've refined that class so much over the last couple of years. One thing is first, one of the prerequisites to get into that school, you've got to be able to pass the test before you even get in. That test can be taken online through our university. So if you remember at that school, most of the anxiety during that school was the fact that they got to take a time to test at the end of the week. And that test is it's not easy. It's 360 questions that's got to be done in four hours. Um, what wasn't easy for everybody else, <laughs> but go ahead, continue. <laughs> so we, uh, so we've expanded that into a five day class, but it's specifically on how to be an inspector, what tests to run. The other thing that we did to open it up to, Anybody, especially, you know, guys like you that might not have wanted to become an inspector was we created a second class, a three-day class for inspections, claims, and problems, causes, and cures. And it allowed us to dive into a very open session. It's not really about report writing. It's more about dealing with claims, inspecting floors, looking at failures, 
again, all based on the problems, causes, cures book. Um, it's it, it we're, we're expecting it to fill up with people that are not necessarily uh, going down the path of wanting to become an inspector. Gosh, what a fantastic job. And I can see if you're if you're a sales guy in this industry, uh, I mean, there's gosh, everybody could use that class. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, it's a great idea. Man, sales guys, distributor reps, manufacturer yeah. reps. I mean, it's just yep. everybody in the, that, that deals with customers in general. We all deal with claims. Um, yeah. It, it's ideal to at least understand where to lean back on industry for your answers. So, um, Brett, uh, it's actually been an honor to have you on this podcast. I, I mean, I know I know that you live and breathe this, this hardwood floor industry and how passionate you are about this industry. And you've carried the mantle from a lot of great guys that came before you. And um, uh, so thank you for everything you do. And uh, we really appreciate you having on. Uh, ha- uh, having you on. That a boy. And, oh, that's it. Yeah, I got uh, yeah. yeah. Try that again. Yeah. That a yeah, boy, really tiger. Pre- yeah, we, t- we talked about the anger management thing, Rob. Ambassadors <laughs> don't make yeah. mistakes. Use your anger management skills. Um, so Rob, uh, so it's been really good to have you on Brett and thank you for taking the time. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, this has been another episode of on the floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Please stay tuned for another episode.